0: Welcome back you guys, it's T from TNT La Vida. You already know when you hear this, you already know you best get your drinks, whatever you prefer sipping on, whether it be wine, water, some hot tea, some warm milk, grab it, get comfortable, wherever you're listening, relax, get ready, cause I'm about to link back up with my girl T We're about to discuss something that I have been wanting to discuss for a minute. So please understand that this is a learning process. Our recording is not on fleek this time, but it's raw, it's uncut, and this is what it is. So get ready because we're about to talk about being in love versus real love. absolutely right we come with our own opinions our own experience we got to remember that this is a safe space where we can discuss things like this that we would normally do on an everyday conversations that you and I have with one another or maybe what we hear going around um, going on around us so it's just conversation you know and I thought I wanted to really talk about in love versus real love. And I think it all came about because, you know, this weekend, as you know, I went out on a bachelorette weekend with some girls and one of my friends, yeah. you know her as well. Um, she's getting married, right? So there was this conversation that came up and I said, we were talking about being in love because somebody made a comment like, I'm so in love with my man or whatever. And I'm like, do you guys really believe in the, in love? You know, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't kind of thing, you know what I mean? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, in love is to me, like it's not long lasting, you know? It kind of withers away after everything's settled. So um, with that being said, is there a difference between in love and real love? So the
1: research that I pulled from and to start off with Um, marriage and family therapist, Miss Kathy McCoy, she also has a PhD. She said, being in love is described, and I'm using air quotes as a heady, lusty, lovely experience. Basically it's that infatuation period where you are super obsessed with this person and you can't get enough of them. And all you're doing is thinking about them and it's almost like a drug where, You know, you want to be around them all the time and you can't really see any flaws. And I think even some people describe it as having, um, beer goggles where everything is just kind of skewed and perfect and you don't really see anything wrong. And then later, as you start to settle past that emotion, you start to see the real Mm. and that's where, um, the nitty gritty starts to become hard for people. And actually, um, also, marriage and family counselor Laura Angers describes this as short term. It's usually at the beginning of a relationship. It could last anywhere between a couple of months to up to three to five years, because depending on how busy you are and what other circumstances are involved, you can be really just kind of wrapped up in that situation and not really have the time to start moving into those more serious circumstances where questions about future Mm -hmm. and morals and, you know, what your personal preferences are. I can recall, you know, those first couple of dates And they're like, what do you want to do? And you're like, I don't know. What do you you want to do? And what do you want to eat? Oh, whatever you want to eat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love the whole like giggle thing because that is a state of like giddiness. So you're like, oh my God, I got these butterflies. Yeah,
1: that butterfly feeling that you have in the beginning is the chemistry. it's It's the infatuation. It's where you really just sort of, dig this person and everything about them is just perfect and then life starts to happen so the in love is described as almost a phase because it's that first feeling it's like you're going up a roller coaster and you know you're like getting that anticipatory feeling because you know something is about to happen and then you get up to the top and you're like oh my god and then as it starts to get there, you know, you're like, whoo, you're so excited. And then you drop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you drop it? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, right? Because it, and I, and I guess, yes, it is a phase, you know, I, I think that being in love is also a state of euphoria. It's just intense excitement and happiness all the time. Yeah, partner that you're experiencing those moments with new relationships or, you know, now that they have these dating apps and these dating sites, it's kind of like, it's, you can get dates almost every day of the week. So you're always in that constant state of euphoria. And that's what I was telling these girls was, it's a state of euphoria, like, but like you mentioned, it's a drug, it's that feeling that you get, and it will eventually come down, you will definitely start like detoxing from that after so long and yeah you're left with maybe some issues like oh you know how come you don't give me this excitement or how come you're not feeling this and I'm not feeling this with you anymore and it's, I think in my opinion in my own experiences is that that was being in love and I don't know if we all know how to be involved in that real love type of moments, you know, and I think the conversation
1: even goes a step further because people jump right into relationships and they're skipping a lot of important steps. You know, you can meet a bunch of people and be hanging out with a bunch of people, but you don't need to be in love with all of them. You could be going on dates with multiple people and hanging out. Um, and then there's that moment where you say, you know what, I really just want to hang out with this one person. So then you move into, I'm exclusively dating this one person. And then as you're getting to know them, you're getting to know maybe their extended family. You're getting to see their regular habits. You know, you're spending more time with them and hopefully having deeper discussions than just that surface stuff. And then you make a, conversation or a decision to say well you know what I want to be in a serious relationship with this person and you're talking about alignment of goals and you know future projections of what you want to do you know this is where you're talking about do you want to get married do you want to have children do you want to wait for a long time for those things you know what what's your credit score look like (laughs) people don't ask that stuff Uh, you know what's your financial plan? You know, somebody might want to go off on missions and travel and that might not align with the other person who's ready to settle down and have children right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe the other person has got an investment in college that they're wanting to spend the next five or six years working and they're not really ready to move into that business. And I think those deep conversations aren't being had. They're Mm -hmm. just jumping right into we dated and hooked up a little bit now we're in a relationship this this is full-time all the time this is what we're doing and then the next thing you know you're i'm not gonna say saddled but you're in a long-term relationship with somebody that maybe you really don't even know Mm -hmm. and your goals aren't in alignment your ideals your morals you probably aren't even sure about whether or not you really know this person. You start uncovering truths about them that you weren't really privy to because there's a lot of vulnerability involved Mm -hmm. in a relationship, security and awareness and being able to fully disclose certain things. And if you're not comfortable doing that, then how do you know that this person is going to be the right person for you long term? Right. And then you talked about lasting love that moves past euphoria. That looks at, you know, a more long-term aspect of it where those beer goggles are off and you realize, you know, this person chews with their mouth open.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, and I think we got, I think we also get bombarded with a lot of pet peeves that we have about people that keep us from moving forward into that, real love type of situation you know i remember growing up and one this goes back to like maybe not really knowing what what real love is like something that wasn't maybe um demonstrated for um a lot of people and things like that so they i always was like oh i love those like those like tv shows and those movies that show all this in love scenes and you're just like you're it's built like you mentioned or you um documented like it's just a sense of fantasy you know those aren't real things that's tv that's something that's not real but people take it to the next level that this is what relationships have to be because they don't have anybody at home or in their environment that's demonstrating what real love is you know so they have to depend on what they see and what they're around um to kind of give to model that for them yeah which isn't always real it's not
1: unconditional and when you ask a question of are you going to love me unconditionally it's not just you know those little pet peeves or those quirks are you gonna love me if i get arrested Mm -hmm. are you gonna love me if you find out i have you know um Previous addiction problems. Are you going to love me if a lady knocks on the door and says, Hey, we hooked up at spring break and ta da, we got a baby? Like, there is really acceptance and coming to terms with the fact that that person, your partner, is not perfect. You know, you can't change them. You cannot
0: change a person. The only person that you are responsible for changing is yourself. Exactly. Exactly, and I think like looking at new relationships that form and the new relationship that I was um, celebrating to come, um, I was just thinking like my hopes is that everybody that enters a new relationship um, understands that concept because you can't change anybody. You have to love them, love them, real love them through the ups and the downs and the things you uncover because you are only in control of yourself and when people try and I speak this from my own personal experience, like wanting to negate and, um, and, you know, control a situation. That's like, you don't do this, don't do that. And it was just, it just causes more heartache and turmoil and confusion and separation and animosity in a relationship.
1: For you know? sure. so,
0: um. To recap, so we discussed that being in love is a phase. It's a situation. It's a situ- it's a state of euphoria. It's infatuation. It's infatuation. Yeah, infatuation um, with that individual. Um, it's like being high or drug, or it gives you all those. Those things, but we've come to realize through this short discussion that it doesn't last, right? You no, kind of start com- you come down, down from that
1: high. You come and down then from that roller coaster. You have to face
0: the realities. Yeah, you come down from that roller coaster, and you're like, "Oh crap!"
1: <laughs> oh, and hopefully you and I. And again, I say this with you know my own personal experiences. Hopefully, and usually, it's the latter. You haven't had any very serious long-term commitments that you've established, but that isn't always true. A baby, a marriage, um, bought a house, you know, made a huge purchase, loaned somebody an excessive amount of money and then or just invested your all in that situation just to realize it really wasn't for you. And then how do I get out of that? with as little as damage as possible. Um, but real love is seeing the other as a long-term partner, not just for now, but accepting all of their flaws, recognizing that you can't change them. And you don't have to be the same. You don't have to like everything. Your goals don't have to be exact, but you have to accept that person for who they are and be willing to walk with them along the way.
0: Right. And I, and I, uh, to, um, to comment on that last statement, which you don't necessarily have to have the same goals, but you guys, people should have common goals. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if we're going to be moving forward, like, we need to get our credit up. You know, we want to buy a house. We want to make sure that, you know, our household's taken care of or certain goals that each individual is going to help the other accomplish. Right. Yes. So it's not saying, Oh, you know, I'm setting this goal for you. You're going to finish school and then let them go on their own. No, it's something that we have that you still have to work together and helping each other maintain and reach your own goals. Um, so like you said, real love is just like saying no one's perfect. It's forgiveness. Real love is forgiveness. And that's, that can be hard for some people. <laughs> That's hard for me. (laughs) You hold grudges, right? (laughs) That's hard for me.
1: It's hard for me. Uh, Yeah, but it does take work.
0: Yeah. And I
1: think a lot of the new relationships are not willing to put in the work. They're not recognizing that turning over that soil and watering that garden or grass and pulling the weeds. And spending the time investing in that lawn will help yield the results, you know, of the future that they want. And not even because you're trying to change that person or you're trying to manipulate and change that situation to what you want it to be. But you've got to get your hands dirty. You've got to get in there and really be uncomfortable with this not being exactly the way you want it to be. But with some genuine effort, some forgiveness, Mm -hmm. um, it could be a beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be easy. It is going to take work.
0: Right. So that's another thing is real love is work. It's it's really work. Like it's not like you said, it's not easy. Real love is going to take some grit and some grind. And I'm not, I've always been a pretty forgiving person. But in the same sense, I've been a very, um, I'm going to throw it in your face kind of person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm going to throw it back in your face. You know? <laughs> or, remember this time I sacrificed this, and what about me? You know what I mean? And maybe that's human nature, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm that, I'm that type of person. I used to be real you know early
1: on. I think that might come from your personal experience. That might be something that you saw growing up. Yeah. That might be something that you experience, not just in relationships with the opposite sex, maybe with your siblings or maybe with your parents or maybe in the environment that you were growing up. Um, One of the books that I'm very much, you know, love and love to read and reread is um, a book by Gary Chapman. Um, It was written a very long time ago, but it's still relevant. It's called the five love languages. Hmm. The love languages listed are words of affirmation, basically saying nice stuff, (laughs) (laughs) quality time. And that don't mean, you know, sitting in front of the TV, looking at whatever you receiving gifts. I don't know about you, but I like gifts, Uh, acts of service, doing nice things for your partner or significant other and physical touch. We're not going to talk about that, but (laughs) I can, I can share that a lot of those love languages weren't taught to me as a youth. And some of the things that I did learn um, were negative. And so having to break those bad habits and try and create new ones, that's the work that we're talking about. That's figuring out, you know, those unhealthy things that I'm bringing into my relationship, how do I remove them and still somehow figure out how to meet my partner's need? And I'm not going to say I don't throw anything in my partner's face. um, You know, the same as you, but recognizing that I don't like it. So
0: maybe I need to look at myself and Mm -hmm. try to be better about it. Me too. And it's, real love's an act of being of humility is humbling yourself before the other in any form of relationship to say I'm sorry I'm going to take accountability I was wrong you know like forgive me and humility can be very hard for people to deal with I know if you're not used to it like I wasn't for me to sit down and be like oh you know sorry I did x y and z and I didn't mean to because it Makes people feel uncomfortable. Made me feel uncomfortable when I had to do it multiple times. Girl, I said multiple <laughs> times. <laughs>
1: mm. Mm. So it's
0: just um, real love is humility. Um, yeah. So, what if you're in a relationship, right? And you're like, you're you're doing the real love stuff. Like you're you're in you're invested. You're doing this real love stuff. But your human nature craves that in love, that in love uh, euphoria. Um, Do you think that can asking me
1: for? <laughs> <more? laughs>
0: Do you um, think that... Um,
1: just on this end, I'm going to say, you know, that's an investment in my relationship. Yeah. So I've got to create opportunities you know, going back to the five love languages for quality time and figure out how to meet my partner's needs or meet my needs by creating new and exciting experiences to help draw us closer together, to kind of recreate some of that emotions and also maybe recognize that it won't be that same high, might be something different, um, but we can settle in a new Real love that maybe isn't that euphoria kind of feeling, because there are attractive people all over the world. They're not gonna there are going to be hundreds and millions and thousands of people and reasons and situations that might come your way that will try to tempt you or cre- think make you think that the grass is greener. But I think that involves an investment in your relationship. There are lots of ways to. Spice things up or create new and exciting adventures, or you know, open yourself up to the possibility of new things. Um, my husband and I, we take dance lessons, he is not a good dancer, or he it doesn't come as naturally to him, despite his heritage. Whereas, you know, I'll bust and move to the song in the DMV waiting line, <laughs> but that's something that we talked about. And he said, you know, if you like it, I'm willing to try it with you. I want to, you know, do things with you that make you feel like you're important and let you know that you're valued and the things that you enjoy are Mm -hmm. important to me too. So, you know, you can spice it up and create new opportunities for fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. So if you're in it, like whoever's listening if you're in that funk like yeah it's like like t said like create spaces that will draw out that sense of euphoria with your partner um so the five love languages not on wait 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 a minute
1: missy don't try and get away from you know, I shared a little something mm. about how to create some excitement. What is something that you can share that you have done or are interested in doing to help recreate some joy or take away from the mundane of daily life in your well,
0: home? Me and my husband, we go places a lot. Like we, we go, even if it's an hour drive or we go away for the weekend, like we find our intimate times when we're alone away and separated from our daily routines that brings out a euphoria in us where we can create that space again or um, you know he likes to go fishing and he gets this high off fishing so I went fishing with him and it was a challenge (laughs) but I did it you know so we both engage in things that do mean a lot to us and we share those experiences with each other and the time that we're alone we get to try new things and and discover new avenues about each other's physical being that we don't really know or we haven't navigated towards so physical touch is my fight was one of my love languages and words of affirmation is my other love language so I like to be close to my partner, and I love to um, say how sexy and how manly he looks and stuff like that. Um, so those are my love languages, and um, I have to work on um, the receiving gifts things because that's really hard for me. And he loves he loves to give gifts, receive gifts, and he loves to do acts of service. So hey his acts of service and my physical touch
1: (laughs) you know what's interesting about this um, it's actually a quiz in the book helps you figure out what your love languages are the ones that your partner generally is most inclined to do are usually theirs so you're saying he likes to buy you gifts it's probably because he likes receiving gifts (laughs) Or maybe take the time to see and figure out what his top love languages are. Because generally we have two that are at the forefront and then the rest of them are just kind of in there. Right. You know, there are certain ones that really stand out and make us feel, you know, and puts a smile on our face a lot more than the other things are, you know. Yeah. Um, so maybe taking the time to see what your partner's love languages are will be a good step in helping to create that sense of in love in your home as well, because then they get to be giddy. And I don't know about you, but when I see a person's reaction to something that I've done nice for them, it makes me feel good.
0: Yeah. For me, I'm getting, I'm, i like, he loves to cook and he loves to serve me. So I know that he's, and you know, my husband, like he loves to do things for other people. It comes natural to him. And, um, It's so hard. And I know he likes to do that. So I try to cook and I try to serve him dinner. But then I'm just like, it's so hard. It's such a chore. And that's real love. Like, it's hard, you know. It's
1: the work, mama.
0: It's the work. Yeah, Yeah, it's the work. So, you know, we don't want to discourage anybody. Real love is amazing. It's long lasting. You know, I've been married for 10 years. I've been with my husband for 15, you know, you're going down the road to a long-lasting relationship. Oh, I'm in the beginning.
1: I'm in the beginning. (laughs) I go in and out of this euphoria feeling where I'm like, ooh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Come get me! Come get me! I can't be here! And that's just having to practice humility and forgiveness and recognizing that You know, this person is flawed. It really does take, you know, a really good amount of effort to take Mm -hmm. a breath, just breathe and recognize that not only is your partner not perfect, but neither are you. Right, you know, look look at yourself. I'm looking at myself, and I'm like, I am being so ugly right now. I'm being so ugly, and it's usually like them first three days before you know, monthly come, and I'm I'm just, uh, for lack of a better word, is really evil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can.
0: I know I need a timeout. (laughs) Oh yeah, I can relate, and and you know, for, for the person that you're in partnership with, if they can like love you through that ugliness, you know what I mean? Like that's real love in the motion.
1: It's a beautiful thing. It's yeah.
0: a, it really is. And I, and I like afterwards,
1: I'm like, oh, you're a nice person. Cause I don't like me. I know I couldn't marry me. I don't know how you do it, but <laughs> I'm thankful that you do.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. And, you know, um, yeah, that's just real love in motion, girl. That's just real love in motion. It's just, it's creating that foundation for long-lasting. Um, I remember in, early on in our marriage, that, that struggle between euphoria and real love was, was very hard for me to navigate and to be okay with. I want to be in this in love state, which I know is not reality, but I, and I want to be in real love, but I don't want to let this fantasy thing go. I want to always feel this sense of high, you know, but it was a real struggle for me personally. My husband had always had it pretty legit, but for me, it was more of a struggle and there was lots of times I let him have it and he's still here. Yeah. Hallelujah
1: oh what a so beautiful you think, and crazy thing love is
0: yes do you think just real quick question do you think new relationships should um or can benefit from understanding the in love and difference between real love and in love do you think that's something that they should get down I think that the, the, that hard conversation isn't being
1: had with most of the new relationships or the persons who are starting out in new relationships, because sitting down and having a real conversation about your finances, that should be really important when you're deciding who you're going to long-term spend the next one, three, five, 20 years with, you Mm -hmm. know, talking about your goals as far as education, career, talking about, you know are we in alignment with starting a family are we blending a family and the responsibility associated with that i don't think any of them are having those hard conversations and mm-hmm. that's not to say you sit down on the date and you say okay tell me your five year plan do you want to <laughs> have kids uh, right. what's your 401k and your credit score look like but as you start moving past you know the beginning stages of dating because mm-hmm. it should be dating you know, you're basically interviewing people to see yeah. whether or not they fit in the position that you're wanting to determine whether or not there's going to be sustainability. And I don't, I don't think those hard conversations are being had.
0: No. And if you're going to, you can't, you can't, like you said, you can't sit down with that person and go through this long list because once you pick your head up, they're gone. You're yeah them away. you're like they're like deuces this is just they're like, oh shes too serious she want a drop of blood and she <laughs> <laughs> she want... <laughs> right. And another important thing that I just thought about was don't be afraid to initiate that conversation. like don't, yeah. don't wait for the other person to initiate it. don't if that's how you feel if inside and you want to move forward, don't be afraid. Don't think that the other person to start the conversation, you start it, you initiate it, you have that conversation and let it see how it flows from there. So with all that being said, let's drop our listeners some resources on things that they can look up and discover that would help them through this intimate relationships.
1: Yep. Uh again, Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, it's an older book, but it really is relevant. And I know a lot of marriage and family counselors still use it to this day to help with um, people figuring out how to meet their needs as well as their partner's needs. Um, I know I'm going through a book now. It's called I Promise how Five Commitments Determine the Destiny of Your Marriage is by Dr. Gary um, Smalley. It's really helpful in talking about um, long-term and ways that you can recognize, you know, you're an individual in this we-ship, And you can't change your partner, but you definitely can work on changing yourself to be your best self. And in that, you know, either the person will be like, oh, cool. I like this person. I'm going to keep going in that direction because they're good. They're good people or they're going to say this ain't for me and they're going to step off and more power to them. Um, And then how about you? What are some things that you would like to share as resources?
0: So the one is just a website. You can find it at www.gauntman.com for couples. It's just an institute. It's a research-based approach to relationships. Um, You can find um, couple relationships um, if you're married, just resources on, you know, how to develop closer intimate relationships with your partner. And also has some things about like parents and children, you know, relationships in that sense. And the other one, if you're spiritual, if you, um, you know, go to church, like the Bible is just the greatest resource ever. You know, it teaches you how to to love your partner through Think in. and that's a great resource that I encourage people to uh, look into as well. Uh, those are the two resources I wanted to bring to the table. For sure. Yeah. Those are all
1: great things. Well... Thank you very much, listeners, for being a part of our conversation today. Definitely a lot more we could have shared, but time wise, we got to shut up because I'm sure there's, you know, other things that we need to be doing as much as we enjoy hanging out and chatting and sharing this information with you. So definitely, definitely please um, look us up. Come and check us out on TNT La Vida dot com as well as find us on instagram
0: t if you want to drop our instagram yep it's um tnt la vida and um just remember that this is all our opinions our experiences just some conversation and to always create a safe space for your partner to um come undone in your presence and um yeah just create a, a safe space for everyone involved so yep catch us on those um platforms you got it all right right, thanks see you guys next time see you next time Bye. bye